purposes only and not intended to diagnose or prescribe for any disease or condition. Please contact your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. By listening to this show, you have agreed to the terms and conditions outlined at drkimberlymcgeorge.com. And as always, we thank you for listening to the show. impromptu secret to everything we're going to be talking about a super oh my gosh you guys super hot current event topic in consciousness in the um, conspiracy movement and even wonders of wonders in a weird way in the mainstream media and i asked someone that i've interviewed before uh, mr stephen d kelly to come on and give his perspective from a number of angles on the current hot topic that i see all over facebook which is the Arizona, and I'm putting this in air quotes, uh, child sex slave camps as they're being pitched. I do want to give a disclaimer before we go too far uh, in this video that this material that we discuss may not be appropriate um, for children under the age of 18 and that you may not want to listen. I don't know where we're going to go, where we're going to end up, but uh, sometimes parents do not want to expose their children and that is their personal privilege and right, and I would like to respect that. So um, you can look up my former interview with Mr. Kelly, where we talked uh, a lot about um, his journey um, through working with uh, a number of these organizations that we call three-letter organizations, and I'll, I'll let you mention it if you'd like to, as well as we went into topics of remote viewing. We went into uh, talking about underground tunnels. We talked about the Getty Museum, and you may wonder, what are you talking about and how does this fit in with the sex slave camps in Arizona? And we'll get to that. But um, I just want to share that although you may hear many different things about Mr. Kelly before the year is over, and I imagine you will um, come across him in other uh, podcasts and articles and uh, shows, and maybe you'll listen to Truth Cat Radio, which is a absolutely beautiful show where he not only uh, addresses current topics, but he also allows people uh, that are exploring consciousness and that are awake and have some of these um, psychic abilities that are more developed. He brings them on and he enters into a discourse. And I think there's a lot to learn 
by listening to other people's uh, journeys to awakening and how they live that out and kind of walk between the worlds um, as Stephen and I do and have for a very long time. So I am telling you, I am going to, I don't usually do this, but I'm actually going to stand behind Mr. Kelly and tell you that I believe that his abilities that he may refer to and the abilities of the people that he's worked with are genuine. Uh, and I do not believe there is any agenda here as we go through this topic. I do not believe Mr. Kelly has a personal agenda other than to use his time on earth uh, to speak for those uh, that cannot speak and that may never be able to speak in whatever way possible, and not necessarily just children, uh, but anyone that is uh, restricted to the extreme or in abuse or uh, freedom or being used or being mind-controlled or whatever you guys want to say is happening. Um, I believe Mr. Kelly is a very urgent and relentless and passionate voice for not just the children, but one day could be our children, our family members, our neighbors, our friends, and we are all one. We are all part of the collective conscious. So really, you can't say this is a child from Mexico or this is a child from Europe. It doesn't really affect us. This is happening in your own backyard. If the Arizona situation is nothing more, then put that point home in your own city, in smaller cities, uh, any city that has a tunnel under it, any city that has a stop. I live outside of Winston-Salem in Greensboro. I heard the underground tram. Stops in Greensboro. I imagine there's a heck of a lot of stuff going on in the surrounding areas and outward to the triad area where I live. So without further ado, um, I'm going to uh, let Mr. Kelly come on and um, tell you very briefly whatever you'd like to share about your background and kind of what makes you, how'd you even get into this topic where everybody's like, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? All right. Well, first of all, um, Kimberly, Thank you for having me back on your show. And, and I know what people are talking about because I see the video out there too. And, and uh, it's nice to have it out there. Uh, you know, I'm, after just listening to you, what you said, it, it's, it, it's, it's kind of humbling. I don't really know where to go. There's so much to say. And there's so much I want to share with you guys right now. Wow. Uh, okay, the Getty thing has been my big deal. And yeah, I was involved in the CIA and all that and the NSA. And people think, well, you can't trust this guy because he was, in, he was working for them. I never really worked. I was a contractor. I was hired. I was an employee, per se. I wasn't uh, I, didn't, I was a military person. Once you go in the military, you sign a contract, they own you. It's a little bit different. Uh, but it wasn't until the Ollie North business where I was, you know, essentially helping them arm terrorists that I had this falling out because I realized that they were doing mass murder, which is exactly what they were doing. They were doing mass murder in Honduras. And and it's interesting because all of these issues that we're talking about now, of course, with Tucson and uh, the illegal immigrants and, and what have you, and the in, influx of uh, migrants uh, and the death and the prostitution and the drugs and the uh, sex slavery and everything else that comes with it. We're, we're being uh, manipulated with these issues. And uh, people like Craig Sawyer, of course, and the guys uh, that turned out to be a bunch of uh, derelicts. I mean, I, I, you know, the people that were calling themselves veterans in Arizona turned out to be a bunch of homeless drug addicts and felons even. <clears throat> and now they've completely lost all credibility and we want to believe this stuff. We want to be compassionate humans and, and believe that everyone has a good intention. So we can only, when someone says 
they're trying to help the children, save children, all this. We have to believe that. We want to believe it. And, and unfortunately, people are very susceptible to these heroes. <sighs> like Craig Sawyer, you know, I'll tell you, I would not have ever even paid attention to this Craig Sawyer guy if he did not attack people who were coming to him and asking him to get involved in the Getty issue. It was I didn't I never did that, but other people did. And he was very, very rude to these people. And, and that was the only reason why I even had to find out who he was and, and respond to him. And and as his as his saga continues with uh, I'm having to learn now he has a new movie coming out, this Contraland 2, which is Netflix, which we should all know is the enemy. I mean you know, there's no question there who Netflix is. We should know they're the enemy. We should know they're there to produce propaganda. And obviously this guy is a mannequin for that purpose. And uh, without even getting into this whole issue of his uh, dishonorable discharge and loss of his pension and working for Hillary McCain and all that, the fact is that he hasn't come clean on, on any of that. He, even the only People are throwing proof out now that he was not dishonorably discharged, and they're using his wiki page as proof. Now, he created that wiki page, people, so that doesn't mean anything. Now, to me, the only real question is, why did they take away the pension? You know, because he's gone public about having the pension taken away, so tell us why the pension was taken away. That, you know, then that should answer a lot of questions. Now, the whole thing about whether or not he worked for Hillary as a... Uh, private contractor or as a military personnel, the record shows that he formed a security company after he was discharged. And that's is when he had the contracts with these people. So he's very publicly lied about this, said that he had no choice of who he would serve. He, hell, he, he took money. So when we see incidents and things going on in Arizona, we think, you know, McCain, obviously, there's something going on here. And the thing is, is that there is a lot of truth to what has been pointed out in Tucson that, yes, the spotlight has been shined on something very important, and that is the cement monopoly of Carlos Slim, the very fact that uh, there is no such thing as American-owned concrete in the United States. It's all owned by this Carlos Slim or another country. This is something that Donald Trump, I think, is bringing to our attention because I think Donald Trump is going to be nationalizing this and he's going to be taking it away. And Carlos Slim is going to become a poster child for what's going to happen to all these people that are going to be convicted of crimes against humanity. And that executive order that he passed that said that we are going to confiscate all the assets of all of these people and entities and corporations that are involved in this child trafficking and crimes against humanity. And Carlos Slim is certainly one of them. And he's obviously the richest man in the world. Well, let's see who else is on that list. We could go down the entire list. Bill Gates, the Queen, yada, 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 everybody on the list. Larry Ellison, you think the richest people in the world. These are the criminals. These are the people and the entities and the corporations that will be losing all their assets, which will be coming nationalized very soon. There's a word for that. It's called national socialism. <coughs> Hitler did that, too. <coughs> anyway, um, but... Uh, this is what's happening in the United States. It's going to happen in Europe, and it's going to happen in Mexico also. And the thing about the undergrounds in the Getty is that you have to understand these bunkers cost billions of dollars. And this is why you have to look at the billionaires that are involved in these bunkers. Obviously, J. Paul Getty was, was one time the, one of the richest men in the world. His son that finished the Getty Center it has, is uh, still a multi-billionaire. And uh, 
it's not surprising that people like Carlos Slim would be involved in these these um, construction projects involving underground bunkers because they all use cement and he owns all the cement factories. So in other words, there isn't a, a bunker made that he doesn't have this to supply the cement for. So he's involved directly. Now, the other thing that we're going to throw out here that's important is uh, Carlos uh, Frank Gustra and the Clinton Foundation. And Frank Gustra, of course, is a mining financier. He pretty much owns all of the gold mines in uh, Canada and now Mexico. And he also is the person responsible for Uranium One, which was his company because he got all the rights to all the uranium in Kazakhstan. And what happens is Frank Nustra, Carlos Slim, and Bill Clinton like to fly around the world and basically take over all the gold and natural mineral rights and everything for every little country. They've been doing this up until the time of Trump. Again, you've got billionaires. Carlos Slim and Frank Nustra both gave $100 million to the Clinton Foundation. And these are absolute pedophiles. There's no doubt about it that Carlos, that Frank Dustra and Bill Clinton is a pedophile, and their best buddy is Carlos Slim. So there's a connection there. And we can go on and on about the pedophilia connection. And then you got to remember the real money behind Carlos Slim is Carlos Salinas Gutierrez, the former president of Mexico, who has probably $100 billion, who may even be one of the richest people in the world, but is not being shown. These are the people that control all of the cartels, all of the drugs, all of the precious minerals, all everything. And they have been raping countries. And this is why we have NAFTA. And, this, and all these correct, these corrupt politicians have gotten paid off by these guys so that whole countries could be completely raped. And if you look at what's happening in South America and Central America, every single one of those countries is being raped right now for their, their gold, their silver, et cetera. It's, it's monstrous. Now, when you remember gold, remember, they dig these gold mines very deep. The technology used to make gold mines is the same technology used to make bunkers. So remember, the guys with the money that, has, that owns all the cement is also buddies with the guy that owns all the mining companies that dig all the deep tunnels. So it should be really clear that this little trio is involved in digging some really deep tunnels using a lot of cement to build real big bunkers. And here's another thing. We talk about the Getty. People, you know, all the people that think it's crazy that the Getty has a big giant city underneath of it with staff of sex slaves. Well, and yet they, the, if I say that there's a city bunker underneath the Denver airport, they go, well, that's reasonable. I can believe it. Well, in Mexico City, they're getting ready to build a new airport, thanks to Carlos Slim. Uh, the, there's an election, the new the candidate, there's a big war over that going on down there. But that's a $39 billion airport going in down there. And it's going to be the third largest airport in the world. And you think for a second it's not going to have a bunker underneath it, just like Denver? And it's going to hook up to this tram system. And you know what? You think they need coyotes to bring children across the sand at 130 degrees when they've got a damn bunker? They can take them right from Mexico City straight to Los Angeles? And I've got to interrupt you. Uh, so I've been watching the feeds coming out of, which are happen, I don't know, every 20 minutes, it seems. And I'm being a little facetious, but they're very relentless. Um, you know, the VSC, you know, uh, showing those feeds out of the, the live feeds. And in every group discussion, I am the only one in that. And you know what I say every time? You guys, they have those children underground and on those trams. And they're nowhere. You can't even, no matter how much money you want to be able to find them, they can have those out in five minutes and across the country and under the tram, under the ocean and, and across the ocean. I mean, 
I know people don't know, and you have to be, you and I have aggressive personalities, and sometimes we have to rein that back in order to share information kindly. But I feel like shaking these people that are just swallowing this. Like, I, I keep telling them they're not running mainly on the ground. The people running on the ground aren't the bad guys up above ground. You guys want to meet the bad guys? I'll show you where some entrances are, you know, and, and you can go meet the bad guys, right? Yeah, well, you know, that's the thing about Craig is that, uh, and again, I've never really paid attention to his whole Veterans for Child Rescue group, but actually I, I took a little look at I actually looked into his stuff yesterday and I saw some of his advertising having to do with the Contraland movie. And this is the thing, and this is really unfortunate. It's, it's actually kind of blows me, blows me away that they actually do this, but they're suggesting that civilians, <clears throat> veterans who are, they're not military, they have no authority, they're civilians now, <clears throat> are going to somehow take weapons and go to some location, possibly a foreign country, be it a yacht or an island or whatever, and they're going to storm the beach and they're going to kill that that perp, that uh, pedo, and they're going to rescue the child and bring it home. We're going to go rescue your child and bring them home. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're talking about a bunch of vigilante, mercenary, paramilitary. Wait, none of that is legal. And then they go, well, we do stuff that the cops can't do. I'm like, hold on. You're trying to suggest that a paramilitary mercenary organization is the answer to this problem? And you're going to tell that to the people of the United States <clears throat> and with our Second Amendment rights and say, go get your AR-15 and come to the desert and help us rescue children? I mean, wait a minute, that smells like the Bundy Ranch, kind of. And that's exactly what they've been trying to do. They've been trying to get us to get our guns and get angry so that they can say, we're a bunch of crazy NRA people and we need to have the military come and shut us down. And that's what Craig Sawyer is trying to do. He's trying to stoke this crap, and, and the, the people think that the answer is to go fetch your gun and shoot a coyote. And what is that? That's, uh, I don't know, racism? You know, murder? I don't know. Vigilante? Paramilitary? I don't think it's legal. And if you guys go to, I don't remember which website, you may know better than I, but his website, one of his websites, he has a few, and his pictures there, and it shows like everything he's done and everything he's worked for. And you guys keep reading down and you will clearly see two very important words that I want to point out that, that I think we need to pay more attention to when we're looking at some of these figureheads, comic book heroes that are stepping forward. And that is actor Hollywood. Actor Hollywood. If you guys understand, which maybe you don't, and I'm not trying to be patronizing, if you really understand what that Hollywood word means in a bio, it would really tell you everything you need to know because Craig Sawyer uh, cannot get to the level of fame and attention and financing for his movie and yada, 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 you know, Craig, 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 superhero Craig. And he's on all those military shows. What on the history channel, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, he's on other shows where he's the, you know, the big guy and the, you know, the boss and you cannot get those contracts without without being a certain type of person, let's just say. And you guys should know that by now. The people that have followed me and, and I, you know, you know I have very strong connections in Hollywood. I know, I know a lot of people. And it's pretty consistent. And you'll say, oh, he's the exception. Let me tell you, and I don't know what Stephen thinks about this, but there are no exceptions in Hollywood. That's my opinion. 
No, you don't get anywhere. Here, you know, I'm going to bring up something that uh, just occurred to me a little while ago. But the steroids that he's on are not legal. Okay? Now, now I know bodybuilders. I used to do a little bit of that myself, and I've had friends. And yeah, I've shot the steroids into their asses, a, a few buddies of mine, and I know how they get that stuff. And usually involves going to Mexico and smuggling it. So here is Mr. Save the Children attack the smugglers who's probably smuggling his own steroids and if he isn't he's buying them from somebody who is so don't tell me those steroids that he's on are from his doctor okay come on the guy's running around mexico and arizona in the border towns he's probably hitting a few pharmacies and getting some steroids and having his buddy shoot him in his ass yeah so come on you don't look like that uh without a few shots in your ass so several months just a few and and that's a that's a good point too i want to read you something that i don't even know how i found this but it came across my facebook because i didn't know i followed craig sawyer but apparently i do this is from today about three hours ago a wizard van and i'll be happy to post uh these uh screenshots for you guys if you want to see them but um wizard van says did you work for well he was bragging about it's so good to be home with family for a barbecue and he shows his what, $50,000 concrete barbecue place that, you know, at his home and with his, uh, you know, adoring wife. Okay, so that's the that's what he puts up. So this guy says, did you work for John McCain? Mr. Wonderful, godly, because he says he is. Craig Man Sawyer says, um, read this leak and fix yourself, scumbag. And then he puts the, uh, it gets better. And this guy, Wizard Man, says that Craig, you know, Salmon Sawyer, simple question and I'm a scumbag, why so heated? And he said, Wizard Van, take the truth back to the dirt den of disinformation where you were poisoned with that lie and shine the light on all the other demonic. And then I cut it off. But you guys get the idea. Uh, 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 oh, my God. What a liar. What a liar. What a bald faced liar he is. <laughs> but the problem is there's still a lot of people in this country, unfortunately, God bless them, who are a little behind in this stuff that absolutely you don't want to say they're stupid but maybe they're ignorant and they they're misguided and it's okay you know because you know people they still go to the movies and they watch uh, marvel heroes and everyone needs a hero and this guy's a mannequin you know it's, he's such a bad mannequin too I, you, I know some of a smart hero sometimes, Stephen. Could you could we could we vote for that? <laughs> well, I don't know. Wait a minute. They usually, that's like what I think they have a show. They call it what? Uh, oh God, quantum whatever. You know, it's, they they pretend that the actors pretend to be all smart. You know, they say smart things. So that's that's funny. Anyway. Well, yeah, I, just, that's, I love how we get these kind of like yokel local. You know, you know. I don't know. It's, he's steroid, steroid posturing is just crazy. <laughs> no, you but know, that's me. What gets me, Kimberly, is that I, see, I saw this one picture, and I, I this you know I'm a gun guy. Okay, I mean I was in the business for years. Well, I know, I know you're a gun guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. And then I see this picture of him holding this rifle, and it's got all this junk attached to it. It's access, accessories. We call this stuff accessories. And and right away I could see, wow, that looks like some Russian kind of weird looking thing. It's probably stuck there just because it's really big. And it looks really impressive because it's really big. It's like, oh, my God, nobody would really use that. It's like, who posed you with that? That looks right out of uh, prop, the prop house or something. It's like, here, put the, hold this. Stand there looking impressive. Yeah, anyway, whatever. 
and unfortunately people fall for it. But here's the thing though, our own patriotism is being used against us. And, and that, that's the sad truth because obviously, especially with QAnon and the movement, trying to save our country and make America great again and all that, we fancy ourselves as patriot. And naturally we look upon the veterans who we've been programmed to believe are our heroes and, and, and certainly the veterans deserve to be treated as such. But then that is being used against us. When you take a, a caricature like Craig Sawyer, who, yeah, sure, he's a veteran, but really questionable veteran, and they, you know, fill him up with steroids and dress him up with guns and camouflage clothing, and, and they give him a mission and say, give us money. Give us money so we could go to foreign shores and rescue kidnapped children. It's like when, and then, and then when someone comes along and says, hey, well, you see, this is the thing. <clears throat> if he didn't put out to the world and say that my gang of armed men, commandos, can storm any beach and rescue a child, and they go, really? Wow. Why don't you try the Getty? Why don't you storm the Getty? And all of a sudden, and of course, if you've heard the conversation where we, Craig and I, are talking on the phone, he's Craig. So, well, that's going to be impossible. That's going to be so heavily defended, and they're going to have all this going on and this going on. It's like, oh, I see. So, so you're going to admit to the reality of how difficult it's going to be to storm a, a billionaire's fortress, but then you're going to say it's lunacy that it's not real. Now, I'll tell you something else that's really disturbing about this whole Craig Sawyer business is that there are a lot of rats who have been jumping on his ship lately. Mm -hmm. Liz Crokin is one. Oh, really? Yeah. Liz Crokin has, okay. has fully jumped onto the Craig Sawyer bandwagon. Mm, Another one is me. SGT, SGT reports. Uh-huh. That concerns me. That Uh-huh. And let me see. Some of the lesser... Idiots would be like Karen McDonald and Patty Broussard. If you know who they are. I and, do. And, and you know, Sergeant oh, Patty no. Broussard. Listen, this right. is the thing. This is what Patty Broussard says now. <clears throat> First of all, Patty Broussard, Karen McDonald says that Patty Broussard was the one that gave the information to the veterans on patrol and helped them locate this camp, which is bullshit. And all she also says that Crazy. Don't worry about those children under the Getty because that fortress has been flooded with seawater. It's all taken care of. I'm like, really? Really? The 100,000 children have got drowned and the gold and everything's underwater and we don't have to worry. Oh, okay. Forget about those kids. You know, really? That's the answer? Flood it with water, huh? This is what, I'm up what world are we living in? I, got, I have people calling me a damn devil right now. And, and a black magician Wait, and, and everything else. I, people on Facebook, oh. because because of what I do, you know, I'm going, people, these are Craig Sawyer fans. Now, okay. Right. And they're like, you're a, you're a black magician and you're Satan and you're the devil and you're all this. I'm like, oh my God, really? Which to me shows the agenda even more. If you understand the Luciferian layering of our society and how it really works, I don't mean how you think it works because how most of you think it works. And you know, this is true is not how it works at all. But if you understand the subtlety twisting and flipping and layering of the energies, it makes perfect sense. How every it's really rather, dare I say, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta give them props. Come on, Steve. You gotta say sometimes. Sometimes they'll come up with a clever plan now and again. 
you know, I know, but calling me a calling me the devil and stuff. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, some people would be flattered. But. No, no, no. Okay, let me ask you a direct question. I know some of the audience will will want to know. So, are you aware that they the newest thing is the child skull that they were that they stumbled across? Let's talk about that. Yeah, Let's I'd love to about talk that. about that. Thank you. All right. First of all, <clears throat> people have to understand <clears throat> this part of uh, the country. Tucson right there next to the border. It's right next to the border. This is where the illegals cross. They've been crossing there for a long time. And in the summer, like right now, it's 135 degrees on the surface of the ground and 120 degrees in the shade. It's, 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 it's people die in droves. Now, if they don't bring enough water or they're young or they're elderly, they die often. Now, if you look at the body of the child that was uh, found that these guys are making a big deal out of, you can see it was a probably young boy. He was just wearing some long pants. He's got sort of rolled up at the uh, ankles. And obviously, he took off his shirt, and there's nothing left. There's all you got now is the legs and what have you in the pants and the, the head nearby. Well, obviously, the animals got to him, but this is the thing. If you go out there in Tucson right now, you're going to find bodies like that all over. It's not hard to find because there are, remember, hundreds of thousands of these people crossing the desert, and a good percentage of them are dying on the way, and their bodies are becoming coyote food. This is all they found. Now, what happened is you've got these guys who've been identified now as felons, druggies, and homeless people. Of course, they're at homeless camp, they're homeless themselves. <clears throat> they're trying to get famous and get supplies and food and everything they need, and, you know, elevate their situation in life. Of course, who doesn't want to do that? But the thing is, is when they were outed for what they really are, they had to turn up the volume and they, well, let's see, let's go out and find us a corpse. So they found a corpse. Big deal. That's like, for me, when you say, yeah, you found a corpse in the desert, that's like saying, look, we found sand. That's proof that the cement company's involved. You know? Come on. Or look, there's Mexican people here. That's proof that the Mexican mafia's involved. Or that's right? Or there's a prostitute in town. There's that's there's prostitution. Or somebody's over there doing drugs. There you go. Cartel, cartel. Come on. So and, and people are running with it. In your opinion, is this a deliberate scripted plan with a deliberate scripted goal and what what would you say i think you kind of referred to it already but could you be succinct in what you think that is well the most obvious first of all is that this is a promotion for the contraland 2 movie because even as, a, even as craig sawyer right out of his own mouth has said standing in front of an american flag that the purpose of making contraland 2 is to illustrate the dangers of the child trafficking on american soil so now they're going to concoct a contrived event to try to make it look like there actually is this thing going on that's similar to what they're suggesting. And remember, there's, whenever these guys do these things, there's, they're not just doing one thing. They're not giving out one message, one motive, one agenda, one whatever. There's always multiple. So that's just one. Okay. Another one is to make a diversion uh, and make us think that the problem is with the 
coyotes and with the people smuggling humans across the border, as if to suggest, like you said, that the problem isn't underground. It's not, it's not a billionaire's transit system smuggling these humans, but a just some dirty little, you know, coyotes with their illegal immigrants and all that. No, that, that's extremely simplistic, and they want us to think in terms of extremely simplistic, which is amazing when you consider that we're dealing with billionaires here, billionaires, and they're trying to get us to focus on the very lowest rung of society. So what they're doing is they're scapegoating. <clears throat> they're using ethnicity and racism against us, and they're trying to make this look like this is a racial issue. They're also trying to, and this is a very big part of it, of course, is they're trying to demonize the American gun owners and use this as an excuse to whittle away at our Second Amendment rights. And they're also trying to, again, as always, try to use this as a pretext for bringing in international law enforcement, such as the UN, because it's a intra-continent, inter-border issue now. Not, it's like, in other words, we've got to protect the poor Mexicans from these crazy Americans with guns. You've got to send in the UN. You know, this sort of thing. So <clears throat> this is all going on. And, and the only good thing I can say, well, okay, I'm going to change the subject here real quick because oh, I want, this sure. is important. All right, Mexico's having an election right now. Uh, they're getting ready to elect a new president. The last, all of the presidents before uh, have been from the either the pre-PRI or the PAN, P-A-N. Only one, Vicente Fox, has been from the PAN in the recent history. But that's like Democrats and Republicans. It doesn't mean a damn thing. It's the same thing. And these are the establishment status quo people, but they're corrupt as all hell. They're satanic. They're completely in the pocket of Carlos Salinas uh, and, and his billions and billions of dollars, and of which Carlos Slim, of course, is the front man and officially owns all the money. But uh, on the surface, you would think that Donald Trump is going to be more closely connected to the establishment people, like guys like Nieto, okay, that's president now. And <clears throat> at the same time, Donald Trump is saying all these things that the are rhetoric. He's putting out all this rhetoric that the people are saying, oh, he's a racist, yada, 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 hates Mexicans, yada, yada. So all the Mexican population is rising up and going, oh, we don't like this, this Trumpo, El Trumpo, we hate El Trumpo. What's going on, though, is that Trump is playing a game to rile these people up, to drive them into the camp of the leftist candidate, which is a non-pre-candidate, and the guy that that is is Obrador, a guy named Obrador. He was a former head of uh, Mexico City. Anyway, now he's he's running for president. He did three times they defeated him through corruption and, and coup and everything to keep him from becoming president. Now, he's not a pre, he's not a pawn, he's a Moreno, he's a Moreno, 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 something like that. Anyway. But they're leftists. And you'd think, what in the hell, Donald Trump, why the hell would we be doing anything to support a leftist? But the reality is that the enemy and my enemy is my friend. So if we're going to destroy the cartels, if we're going to destroy the corruption, we're going to destroy Salinas, Carlos Slim, the Clintons, Gustra, the Queen of England, the Rothschilds, all of them, we're going to take down the richest people in the world. And in order to do that, we have to promote their enemies. And that's why we're going to have a leftist take over Mexico, and he's going to start nationalizing. He's going to take back the telephone company, which gave Carlos Slim all his money, the telephone monopoly. He'll take back the cement. 
and a lot more. And he'll take back the gold, which will wipe out Gustra. And we should mention something about Gustra. All that gold that he's been mining, he's not selling it. He's holding on to it. Why is he doing that? Because we're getting ready to go to a gold standard. Remember Donald Trump talking about going to a gold standard? He who owns the gold makes the rules. Why do you think these guys are going nuts trying to get all the gold? <clears throat> He's not going to sell any gold until that happens. Yeah. So this is a big deal. This is not about illegals. This is not about bodies in the desert. This is about billions and billions of dollars and enslaving the entire world. So that's what it's really all about. So this is the queen. Oh, you know what? And it's it goes it gets into the aliens and all that crap too. Because what do you think? What what about the Anunnaki? They got a thing for gold too, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. But we won't go there because most yeah. people aren't ready for that. Well, yeah, <laughs> we won't go into what else lives We're under. Go we won't there. tell you about your your friends yeah. that they. Put we won't up. tell you what's really going on. We won't but go you're down there. <laughs> you're getting there. A few people are getting there. You'll get there. Don't worry. So it's coming. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I just tapped the energy of this situation because at the beginning of our conversation, you mentioned the Bundy, the Bundy situation. If you guys don't know what the heck that is, Google it, look it up, or duck, duck, go it, or talk to somebody who knows. You can't Google anything. It's all propaganda. You can't. People are like, I'm going to research. Don't you love when people say this to you, Stephen? I'm going to research that. I'm going to Google it. I'm like, give me a link. Give me a link. You give me a link. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> you do that. Where's your source? Give me a link. <laughs> exactly. And you research something for 20 years. You spend 20 years of your life learning about something, and then they go, give me a link. Oh. No, you live it. And then they say to you, show me an article in the yeah, mainstream yeah. media. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just. Yeah. How I, come I, I can't find it on Wiki? That's, that's like, that's like I've got all these people right now telling me, swearing to me that Craig Sawyer was not dishonorably discharged because it says so on his Wiki page. Okay. He wrote. Do we know why he was dishonorably discharged? We have no idea. Because I tried to research that even through, let's say, military sources, and nobody can get me that information. And I, I, I asked him to come on my show and talk about it. What, what did he do? Instead, he decided to attack me. Yeah, you know what I find so fascinating? And do you know, let me ask you this question. You guys can look this up on Truth Cat Radio. You can look it up on uh, Stephen's Twitter. It's very available. You can probably Google it and it'll come up. But um, do you guys know each other? Do you have a past outside of this? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm a dangerous person <laughs> when you let me interview you. <laughs> no, I, I, so all right. No, I, I don't know. Craig Sawyer. Okay. He, he's just a Navy SEAL guy. And, and yeah, I mean, indirectly, but, sure. I've done work with, with the Navy SEALs. Oh, of course. Right. You know. And but not him specifically. Or not individually. him specifically. This is not. what I found so interesting when I saw this come across my Twitter feed. I'm like, wow. They are afraid of you. They're afraid of you. So then I'm like, what are they afraid of? For him to even pick up the phone... I think more than once, right? More than once he's had that public exchange with you about different aspects. Like, whoa. Threatened me. He had an attorney threaten me. He sent me a letter. Oh, okay. He, he, he threatened to sue me. <laughs> That's interesting to me. So they're afraid you're rocking <sighs> your agenda and revealing. Oh, oh you know? this is the thing. 
in the letter from the attorney, all right, they weren't going to sue me for slander. They were going to sue me for revealing private secrets, personal secrets. In other words, the fact that he was discharged. Oh, that, okay. all, all that crap. Okay, I wondered what you were. Nobody, no, I'm the only one that's ever even bring that up. And the fact, the thing is, is that <clears throat> the word discharge, the only reason it came up is because of the fact that he doesn't have a pension. He publicly says, I'm just trying to feed my family because they took away my pension. I'm like, took away your pension? Oh, sounds like a dishonorable discharge to me. Okay, so you backtracked it. I just, yeah, I deduced that the only way you're going to lose your pension is if you have a dishonorable discharge. I mean, how else do you lose your pension? You quit? What? What is it? Which is it? You either quit as a coward, they take it away, or you do something wrong and they take it away. Either way, they don't take it away because you're a good guy. You screwed up. Tell us what you did to get your pension taken away, Craig. And here's my issue, whether he was a private contractor bodyguard or whether he was working for the military or black ops or special forces or name it. You can say whatever umbrella you want. I do not care. Here's my problem with Craig being a bodyguard for those people. The things those people do. And I have friends that have been around, let's just say, high, high, high level bodyguards when the most heinous things that I, if I spoke, you guys would just never listen to me again because people think that, and you know this too, Stephen, people think that the level of truth that we're hearing about the adrenochrome and the eating people and children and, and all that, they think that's the worst. That's not the worst. There's so much more. There's, a, and you, know, you and I know this, there's just other layers beneath that that... The human mind, the cognitive dissonance cannot handle unless you are at a certain frequency, shall we say, are awakened enough to hold that and to understand that true power comes in holding, I believe, all what we might call good and all that we might call evil. You have to be willing to hold that. Unconditional love. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hold that in unconditional love. But it doesn't mean that you deny it or you deny it exists. So the world is in no way ready for that. But the people that I know that have known some of these bodyguards, possibly Craig, so I haven't asked them, they stand by and they do not stop these things is where I'm going with that. Do you see what I'm saying, Stephen? They watch raping. Of well, children. okay, here's a, here's a good example. Okay. Let's, let's not forget Bill Clinton. And if you look at the list of the people in the, the Clinton body count, Many, many, many of those people are former bodyguards. That's and for great. example, when he went to uh, Italy and he was on the, uh, I don't know, John F. Kennedy or whatever the, the boat he was on, <clears throat> he had a contingent. He had like 14, 20 sailors and officers that accompanied him on his romps on the, on the shore. Mm -hmm. And they're all dead. Oh. Every one of them. Every oh. one of them. Oh. So we're wondering what exactly he did while he was running around in Italy. He must have gone to a, I don't know, eyes wide shut type thing. But either way, they're all dead. And some of these guys, like, for instance, the men who died from the uh, ATF at uh, Waco, the four guys on the roof, That's each right. were former Clinton bodyguards. And they were executed by the 308 fired from the M60 on board the helicopter above them. And there's lots of uh, audio of them calling into 911 saying, tell those guys to stop firing at us because we're going to fire back. They all got shot by their own 
enforcers. So they were all Clinton bodyguards. So yes, unless you're ready to sell your soul, bodyguards don't really live very long. And and the thing that I think of is that you're working for John McCain, post-military. You're working for ISIS. We John McCain yes. is running around. Hill. We know that. We know that. We know, know that. Hillary was in Benghazi. We know, we know and everything that. she did was for the creation of ISIS. So, Craig, you can't get any more fucking dirty. I'm sorry. You killed him. You're fine. You're My fine. God. <laughs> you know, I just... People say he's a patriot, he's a hero, and all this crap. You know, bull. And people say the same thing about me. They say, oh, yeah, well, you work for the CIA and NSA, and you work for Ollie North and all this. And yes, they were horrible, horrible people, and they were killers. And that's why I quit. That's what woke me up, because of this whole mass murder business. And, you know, Craig, how many babies did you kill? You know, really? You're brave, my friend. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You're brave. Well, what? you know, I mean, seriously, I'm going after the most powerful people in the world. I mean, truth. I don't, you know, I live, I have, I live in a ghetto. I, you know, I have, I see cars driving by every night. I go, oh, is that guy going to start shooting? You know, mm -hmm. but what? I'm ready. You know, Craig has my address. <laughs> How many times do I have to go on video and say he's a, you know, I'd like to say it. I know. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even need to be rude to the guy. See, this yeah, is the thing. we don't need to believe down, right. I, I think Craig's probably a nice guy, okay? He seems like when he was talking to me on the phone, he came off as a nice guy. I think he's, well, okay, he, he's, he presents himself as a nice guy, and he's I can programmed certainly. programmed to be. Let's agree he's programmed to be a nice guy. Right, but <laughs> I, can, I have no problem dealing with people go, well, you certainly weren't rude to him on the phone. It's like, why do I? I don't need to be rude to him on the phone. He wasn't being rude to me. No, that's true. So, yeah, I could act like a gentleman for some, if he's going to act like a gentleman, but, you know, that's, that's irrelevant. But you see, I, the only reason I even recorded the phone call is because all of his fans were calling me up and screaming at me. And, you, you know, yeah, I, you were under a lot of, I know you were under really intense attack on Twitter for a while about him, like really nasty, nasty stuff, like nasty, those yeah. trolls and yeah. What do you think? Well, about, I don't even. And I want to wind back and finish up with the Getty next. I want to go into how you walked into that in a second. But what do you think? And let's do a real current topic: the Kate Spade uh, suicide. And I can't. I don't. Can't pronounce this guy's last name. The chef Antonio suicide. Bourdain. Bourdain. What's your opinion on that, Anthony? Yes, Anthony. All right. Um, okay, they're going to start dropping like flies now for a couple different reasons. Yes. I think Kate did kill herself. I think it was a suicide. I don't think her husband was involved. The only involvement her husband was involved in was the fact that he's a pedophile also and that she couldn't handle the pressure of the eminent uh, collapse of their empire. I think one of the reasons why they're killing themselves is because they're trying to leave some money for their children. Oh. Because, yeah. That's a good point I hadn't thought of. Because as uh, Trump is getting ready to uh, take all these people out, He's going to be taking all their money, too. <clears throat> so she was going to be losing her Fifth Avenue, Park Avenue okay. apartment and all that. Now, there's another aspect that's a little more subtle. And, of course, I'm just going to throw that out there for fun because uh, I can. And that is that uh, there are super soldiers going out there killing these people. Oh, yeah. And, and when I tap most of these, I'm not saying her. 
Um, hers is a little masked for me, but um, when I look at the energy of that, I see most of them just hit, 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 hit. I mean, it's just so, I mean, you would know more than me, but the ener- there's specific energy, as you know, it's just hit, 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 you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. and it's funny what I said, and maybe this was your reverie, but I said uh, in one of the discussion groups about the, those two, I said, good guys took them out, bad guys took them out. The important thing is the phrase they're out. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I know that's called, forgive me. Yeah, God, the guilt. Um, come on. Guilt is a, is a key word here. <clears throat> guilt. That's yeah. a good point. Um, you know, guilt weighs heavy on people. On, it weighs heavier on some people than others. And... Uh, and, uh, and also, the amount of money that they have and their age and the people they have around them, supporting them emotionally, is going to have a big effect. And obviously, Kate, you know, she wasn't getting the emotional support she needed to weather this storm that, that all these people are in. But you got a guy like Anthony, who clearly is uh, involved in the pedophilia. And hard clearly, control. clearly. You know, anybody that has any connection to Hillary Clinton and Haiti is seeing the writing on the wall. We know it's coming. Yeah. Anthony is certainly no exception. I'm waiting for Sean Penn to do it now, but I don't, because he's probably not going to kill himself. But anyway, <clears throat> there's uh, so many of them that are going to be probably dropping off here. You know, I'll tell you, it's just about everybody in the media, everybody on TV, sports heroes. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, where so are the sports heroes coming? I've been a little irritated. I mean, and you guys should know by now. I mean, it's a sports entertainment industry. Let's call it what it is. It's the same thing. Why do you guys protect? I think that's going to be the last empire to fall because. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, sports heroes like, will be real. the last. They're real. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you about, let me tell you what these guys do when they win their series or when they game. Let me tell you what their reward is. Or lose. I mean, or lose. Heck, I can't even. Sometimes, Stephen, when I'm, um, my heart's maybe a little bit too open and I'm in a restaurant and I'll see like the New York Yankees come on and play a game. It triggers me. Like I don't see the New York Yankees play a game. I see what they do. I see who they are. Like sports triggers me into that whole nasty world that you said it best. I mean, everybody on TV, everybody in the sports industry, everybody in the news industry, everybody in the Hollywood, everybody in the music. And somebody said, we're going to need to get all new entertainers. And I'm like, no, you don't need new gods. You don't need new gods. Yeah, yeah. Build Learn new about all this. Learn about this power, right? Uh-huh. All this power, all here and here and here. Yep, yep. But that's where Craig comes in, though, because, you know, they want us to be lazy. They want us to be complacent. They want us to depend on a hero to do the work. <clears throat> and even, even you know, in yeah. what we're doing, you know, with the truth industry or even like in right. physics where you're trying to teach people. right. Uh, Metaphysics right. pursuits. Sure. They are still wanting to go for that whole uh, guru or master thing. Absolutely. And yeah. I've been there. Yes, absolutely. But, but the, the, the main thing that I got to remind people is that students are teachers and teachers are students. Say that all the time. And we, we, we're always trading places. And, and this, this information just go, it goes four ways. You know, it's always going back and forth. So I love if that. If it doesn't, we're not learning. So. I love that. And I do like that um, despite your experience and your knowledge and your abilities and how people might misread, I think people misread you sometimes um, because of your intensity and passion. I do. I think you're misread or misunderstood. Um, I don't think you care, but I still think you are. Um, despite that, 
um, I, I, there's this humbleness. And if you guys really tap that, if you understand that frequency, this is authentic. Uh, you're not pretending to be someone you're not. Uh, you're not pretending to be this mighty guru that knows it all. Uh, you're not saying you're the most whatever, whatever in the world. And so I just want you guys to see what a, what a person is, what a man doing the best he can, uh, living in the moment, opening the heart, connecting to his abilities, connecting to other people, having compassion, looks like Mr. Kelly. <laughs> Me, Mr. Kelly. Okay, we'll do our own movie. <laughs> no. so, oh, yeah, we are making a movie. Oh, did I say that? Wait, what did you say? I was laughing. I'm going to throw this out there. Oh, I'm going to give you a little tidbit. We're making a Truth Cat movie. Are you really? For real? For real. Oh, I thought you were pulling my... That's cool. No, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It's... Well, it's going to be called, it's going to be a true cat movie, but it's going to be about the Getty and all that. Oh, I think that's marvelous. I'm so glad you're doing that. I know. Well, bring it back <laughs> to the Getty. Oh, yeah. Why the Getty? How the Getty? When the Getty? Where did this start? Oh, here, here, hang on. Let me see if you can see this. Okay. Yeah, that's. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. This is that meme. Wow. Have I'm you? Not start- say, I'm not going to say anything about that. Any- <clears throat> Just keep your eyes open for it. I like. Did that say "Do you care"? Did I see that? Did it say "Do you care" on there? It says. It says. It says one hundred thousand child sex slaves under Getty Center right now. Do you care? Whew. Yeah. Huh. Wow. I got twenty five hundred of those. That's a question. Um. So you are super passionate, like you're uber passionate about this topic. I mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever heard you speak more, for more than 30 seconds where you do not say that we're Getty. This is, this is probably one of the reasons you are on the planet at this time, if not the reason you're on the planet at this time. How, why, when, where, what? Fill us in kind of, you know, within... Why? Um, all right, let me see if I can just sort of answer that in a nutshell real quick. Uh, Okay, you know, we always try to figure out what our purpose is and what they're trying to get us to do. And we're thinking, well, do, do they give this to me because of this or do they do this because of that? You never really know. You always think it's this reason or that reason. It's usually something naive that you come conclusion you come to. True. Now, when, but everything's conjecture. But when I went to actually sit down and have this dinner meeting with the trust fund manager for the Getty Center, a guy named uh, Jim. I don't remember his last name. Anyway, he uh, he flat out told me after after we talked a bit, he figured out who I was, and he said that. God, let's see. This is hard to say, but uh, he okay. You know, this is like the Matrix. So you know, they're looking for Neo. Okay, we basically they go, oh my God, you're Neo. That's essentially what he said, and they've been looking for me, and they said, okay, we found you. Okay, yeah, exactly. And then I'm paraphrasing now, but then. He, this is kind of pretty close to said that I'm the one that is going to end their rule on earth essentially. And it's going to happen by taking out the Getty. Mm. Okay. And they've, they've known this, they've seen it. It's written in the stars. They see it in their crystal balls. They've got their looking glass technology that they were able to use up until whatever year. And they've seen it. They've seen me. Now they never really knew who I was. They had to locate me. <clears throat> they thought they thought that my twin brother was the person that they w- were looking for, and then they realized it was actually me. Interesting. And uh, 
but but you see, I was a big uh, paramilitary person, and you know how Craig Sawyer pretends to be. Okay, well, that's sort of what I really was. Only we didn't do it for camera. We were, you know, more guerrilla. And that's what you, this is how stuff really works in the real world. You don't do it in front of a camera. But, um, so yeah, we were actually planning a military operation against the Getty. And we were going to go down there and access the undergrounds and everything else. But in order to do that, we had to develop um, not just special weapons and special technology. You know, obviously I have to have special advanced weaponry that no one's ever seen before to do things right. like that which is what I did, which is one of the reasons why they're so afraid of me because that's one of the things I do. But then came along all this psychic stuff. And, and that's when I realized that these guns are worthless. You gotta, you gotta be a psychic because that's, that's what they do. And that's why when you go down there into the Getty, the first thing you run into are all the psychics. Because that's who you're going to do battle with. And that's who we've been doing battle with. And, and I don't, you know, talk about that a whole lot in public. But, but yeah, we have been having war underground in the astral realm with their astral warriors since just before Thanksgiving last year. Wow. This has been going on. And, and I told Craig Sawyer that. When he came to me and says, look, man, I can't go down there with my team and do this. And I said, look, dude, I know you can't. I said, we don't even use guns. We do that men who stare at goats stuff. And he's like, oh, you're a crazy psychic. <laughs> at least you got the psychic part right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. He might have got both parts right. Yeah, so what? <laughs> crazy, crazy is good. I'm local. Are you, don't you know I'm local, essay? It's like, don't talk to me. I'm local. Yeah, yeah, crazy. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with being crazy. All the best people are, right? Oh, amen. Uh, I'll own that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, no, I'm not. You know, it, I. You know, that's the thing, though. I, but I told him. I said, Craig, you know, I'm not afraid of you and your steroids and your buddies with the guns and all that stuff. You got my address. You know how to get to me. Knock yourself out. You're this big, tough guy that chases down pedos. Well, I'm calling you their bad names. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. You're protected, though, Stephen. He knows that. Yeah, I'm protected. He, probably he knows, knows that. He knows it. He, he probably knows it would be fatal to go up against me. Probably knows that. I would imagine. Maybe, so You know, they, they probably told him that, too. Oh, I'm sure. I, I'm sure they said, leave you alone, Ish. You know, <laughs> just leave yeah. that. Leave him alone. <laughs> He actually does you a favor every time he engages with you, as you know. He does. He oh, does. I have to tell you something. You know, this is the thing, though. This is one of the benefits of all this stuff that's going on right now. Now, you may have noticed a little while back I put out the call for Jedi. Okay, I've been doing this for a while. I've been trying to train Jedi. And, and before the Thanksgiving thing went down, we've been going. We put a lot of effort into trying to train people and get them psychically prepared for this big battle well since it's gone down and this is the funny thing about this stuff because there's no time all right so there's no linear time so people oh, yeah be, it, absolutely it changes everything right and i've met all these jedi have been coming forward and identifying themselves to me and it's like when it first happened 
uh, it's like a spontaneous thing because all these people, they just show up, you know, and I'm talking about in the astral right now. Of course. You know, when, when you're doing an astral mission, if you don't get a phone call or an email or an instant message, you get something else and you just show up and you're all there. Everybody shows up. But there are a lot of other people out there who are freelancer, if you will, super soldier type uh, Jedi. And they've been off doing these things, fighting demons and slaying demons and stuff all over the place. And they're all starting to come to me mm. and uh, gather under me. And I feel like a general, <laughs> commanding general right now. But the pe a lot of the people who are coming to me are ex-military. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. And, um, and they're not just, uh, they're people who have done this on their own. And they're also people who have been trained mm -hmm. to do this. So mm -hmm. I'm getting um, my lab people and super soldier people wow. okay. are, are, are flocking to me now. Okay. And uh, one of them, oh, there's a couple of them that are really cool that, that came forward here recently. One of them was a woman, young woman. I don't know exactly how old she is, but uh, she was a... Uh, former Army National Guard or something like this. And she's been doing some MyLab stuff. They had her doing missions. and But she went on her own mm. and did a Getty mission. She went oh, really? to a Getty mission on her own. Yeah. yeah. So so now instead of doing a team-directed military mission, she's off doing my stuff now. And she went down there and saw everything and reported back to me. And everything that she reported was exactly what I said. Mm-hmm. And she said that uh, she could tell that they had been, their strength had been reduced. They'd been kind of wiped out and they had, they had to re reinforce and bring in new people and all this stuff. So I, I think that every time we go down there and we wipe them out, they bring in fresh, fresh bodies. But uh, that's why this is so big. This is why we need to have so many people because again, it's, it's more than one place and we have to do them all at once. Mm -hmm. And eventually, this is going to lead to uh, some really, really big ones that are, of course, ultra-secret that have nothing to do with the U.S. military. They're, you know, they're right. ancient. We're going right. to get into that stuff eventually. And it's going to go off-planet and uh, get really crazy, but we're not going to talk about that now. But, but yeah, but uh, but yeah, the super-soldier stuff is really is taken off. I mean, <clears throat> so many of us are waking up right now. That's true. And as, as that happens, the energy, you know, I'll, I'll give you another example. This is how energy works. When, when someone receives information, they actually exchange their energy for that information. So the more people that are hearing about the Getty and learning about these things that we're talking about that I'm sharing with you, the more energy I actually will receive from every one of those people. And that makes me stronger. And that enhances my psychic skills. So the more I teach, the more you people learn, the stronger that makes me. And the okay. more you share with me, the stronger it makes you. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it's wonderful. It's it's really wonderful. And I'll tell you, I'm I don't want I'm not bragging right now, but it's the stuff that I can do right now is just oh my gosh, the psychic stuff is just off the chart. And I don't even boast about it. You know how psychics, they're all, they're all like, oh yeah, I'm this great psychic. I don't do that, but uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's just... I don't think a lot of people even know that you do have higher level abilities. I don't think, because you don't brag I about it. I don't talk about it. I don't talk about you it. You don't, you don't, but, but he does. As oh, I hey there, you know what? Somebody just pointed out something to me. <clears throat> if you're interested, 
I posted on my YouTube, okay. the Truth Cat Radio YouTube, the recording of that conversation I had with the army girl mm-hmm. that, that did the investigation under the Getty. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, that was just a spontaneous conversation, but um, she actually asked me to record it for, you know, for the record. Uh, yeah, and that's just one thing. And then I had a guy send me this email the other day, big, long, huge page email. He was a former uh, Air Force. I won't go into any more details than that. Sure. But he was also uh, heavily connected to the Masons. Okay. And, uh, my, you know, I don't want to say my lab, but uh, he was very awake. And, and he also, he told me some things. It's very encouraging because when the, when people become... A lot of the people that do this stuff that are awake, and I'm just right now, I'm just going to speak in general to everybody that's listening that's going through this, because when you when you wake up and you realize this information, it 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 kicks your butt, it, it makes you sick, and you don't have anybody to talk to, and you feel so alone, and people think you're crazy, and all this stuff, and you're just it's just killing you because you have to share this information. You're trying, you you got to talk to someone else that can help you learn more. And you can compare this information with, and it's, you're not alone. There's so many of us out there that go through that. And thankfully, because of the internet and groups like QAnon and TrueCat, what have you, we have places where we can, you know, like minds can get together and compare these things and not feel so isolated. But when you're a uh, super soldier, somebody that's doing this crazy, crazy stuff, then they really think you're nuts. And it's really hard to talk to anybody about that stuff. And you really feel alone. And and so when someone comes to me and says, you know, I heard what you said. And it really struck me because I've been feeling this my whole life. And, and all of a sudden, there you are saying this stuff and it resonated and yada, yada. Uh, it's, it, it's very encouraging because, you know, I see the people out there who are being propped up. I don't say propped up, but they're being encouraged and they're being empowered. And it's it's uh it's it's so incredible to witness and to be part of. And it's it's also at the other time, right now, and this is a, a very hard part of all this, is that I'm being stuck, I'm being put on a pedestal. Okay, and that, that's kind of rough, you know, because you know, I'm, that's not what I'm trying to do, right? And uh, on one hand, you got somebody putting you on a pedestal and worshiping you, and then you got someone over here calling you a demon. <laughs> it's pretty rough so anyway it's all it's kind so of funny. i know people are thinking steven uh, i could handle a little bit of that pedestal but i'm telling you i actually fell years ago into that ego trap where um and i coined a phrase which probably isn't mine but i always say it's an amazing thing to be worshipped and it's a horrific thing to be worshipped it's a really interesting beast, isn't it? It really is. It's to keep ego uh, tame, to, to be authentic, to stay in love. It's, it's interesting. It, 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 it'll grow you. It'll grow it's, you. Uh, it's very taxing. It's it very is. Taxing. But you are the man for the job, and you can handle it. I have faith in you. <laughs> you were chosen. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, it's still rough, though. It's rough. It is. It's rough. It's rough. And I'll tell you, you know, just to throw this out there, you know, the whole Q thing, right? I mean, you said, those who know don't sleep. I love that. That, No, no, no. I love that so much because 
even as the masses learn about the middle levels of corruption and evil, they're still sleeping. You and I, those are, you know, sometimes, and I tell my clients and my students this, sometimes Stephen, and, and I know this will sound crazy, but maybe not to you or, or to others listening, sometimes I want to crawl in my closet and just weep for days. Like, I don't even, like, I, the burden is very, very, very heavy, and it brings you to your knees. Yeah, and, well, and I guess I, I, I want to ask. I cry. I cry. I admit it. I cry all the time. It's just how can you not? How can you not thinking about it? How can you take this any of this seriously and not be upset? You know, I mean, if you, if this was all a bunch of BS, you know, like these guys with their false flags, you know, oh, my mm-hmm. child just died. <laughs> you know, but no, right. when oh, it's yeah, real. Right. Sandy Hook, anyone? Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. So. I guess then what, why I come out of my closet or where I come out of that dark place is I'm like, okay, then what action do I need to take to make a difference? And so I'm going to ask you for whatever level the audience is at, whether they're just learning about this or whether they're right where you and I are at or even beyond, what can they do? So tell us about what resources you're involved with as far as your radio show, your Facebook groups. Uh, your book, whatever you'd like to share. What, how they, can they connect and learn and grow and continue on this journey? Well, first of all, um, I want to, you know, I, I want to give some advice, but I'll just answer the. I'll give you the the promotional information first. The okay, uh, okay the book, of course. Uh, I'll send you the book for free if you send me an email to law seventeen gun at aol dot com. It's l a w one seven G U N at AOL.com. And if you join the QAnon group, it's uh, the PDF file is there. It's available. You can get it for free. Uh, if you want to buy it, I've got a second revision that's out there on Amazon Kindle. It's seven bucks, six ninety nine, something like that. You don't have to buy it. You can get it for me for free, but it's, it's a good book. Revision. Yeah. The it's, first revision is actually book. really good. Yeah. I like it. It's a good book. I'm, I'm really happy that so many people are becoming um, inspired by it and the fact that it's now public domain because I'm giving it away nobody can sue me <laughs> yeah. and we are like I said getting ready to make that movie but if you google my name Stephen D. Kelly everything will come up and of course there's tons and tons of videos on YouTube that you can look at lectures and things like that uh, alright now, and then of course Truth Cat Radio I really would like you guys to to, to I mean, obviously, tune in to Truth Cat Radio. My shows are on Thursday night at uh, 10 p.m. Eastern for two hours. And, of course, there's uh, archives you can listen to 24 hours a day. But And the YouTube page, or the, you join the YouTube page. That'd be great. YouTube page. And, uh, I actually have two YouTube pages, but you want to just find, if you do a Google search or do a search in YouTube for, with my name, you'll find all this stuff. All right, now, let me just talk to the people who are waking up sure. and going through a bunch of crap. Okay, first of all, uh, this the feeling all alone and having people think you're crazy and losing friends and family and all that, um, that's normal. That comes with the territory. And if you want to keep your friends and you want to keep your family, you got to decide whether or not you want to share this information because if they're not receptive, don't, don't beat them over the head with it because it's just going to cause problems. We don't have a lot of time left to wake everybody up. So you've got to be efficient. You've got to focus on the people who are receptive and bypass the people who give you resistance because we don't have time anymore for that. 
technically we don't have time at all to wake anybody up. We have to finish the job and then we can worry about educating them later. But the main thing is, is that for those of you that are waking up, you have to understand that this is not an accident. There are no coincidences. The reason why you're doing this is because you were chosen to do this. And this is a, you have a role to play and the depth and importance of that role is up to you. Your role doesn't change, but the lines that you have and the scenes and the, and the actions that your character plays in this big choreography are up to you. And the only thing that does not change is the final result where we win. Okay, so if you think we're not going to win, you probably don't belong in this battle. But the thing is, is that we're going to win. And you got to have no fear and just understand that we're, we got this down. And that's the main thing. That's the number one thing is you have to uh, not have any fear. All right. There's no such thing as accidental death. You're not going to die before your time. You came here to do a job. And you don't get to go until your job is done. That's how it works. Oh, my God. Is it Craig? No, I'm just kidding. Did he hear us? Answer the phone. Uh -huh. Anyway. So good. So. Keep going. So good. Woo. Yeah, well, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, seriously, it's the fear thing, okay? The fear thing. Huge. Oh, my God. You know, this is the thing. It's like, this is a good example. Craig Sawyer is a great example. You know, I mean, I've been going up against the Getty. I've been going up against, I, okay, when I first started going up against the CIA back in 1990, whatever the hell it was, I used to think, well, you know, you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the CIA, there isn't much that's going to scare you after that. And that's true. You know, when they don't kill you, after after about a year, if they haven't killed you, you kind of get a little numb to it. You take off the body armor, you know, you're not worried about it so much. And then it just gets worse and worse. And then, then the Getty thing came along and I found out about the Getty underground. I thought, oh, my God, they're going to kill me for sure now. And they didn't. Not only did they not kill me, they said, you know what? We can't kill you. We're not allowed to. Yep. You're in the can't be killed club. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll just make really even more noise now. If you can't kill me, then you're really in trouble. You know? And then it's like Craig Sawyer comes along. Who's like a nobody? I mean, come on. A guy with a gun. I'm afraid of a guy with a gun. Ha. <laughs> if you need to get in front of All right, how about when, uh, when San Bernardino went down and I said, Craft mm. International. Craft did it. Okay. Here we have a group Wait, of Craft International did San Bernardino. Okay. Mercenaries. The same people that did Boston also did San Bernardino. A mercenary organization called Craft International. Okay. And I went on on uh, publicly, I think it was on either RT or Press TV, and I said, Craft did it. And that became a key word. And all of a sudden, that, that whole uh, false flag just disappeared. Yeah. Went away. I killed it. I killed yeah. it. As soon as I said craft, it I killed it. It did. Yeah, and all of a sudden, it. All of a sudden, it was gone. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Craft, craft. You know. And you know what? These guys craft. They're professional killers. I'm still here, guys. You know. So, right? And I don't then, know oh, him. I don't know him. <laughs> don't be like that. And then here's this Craig Sawyer, right? I go, Craig Sawyer, he's a fake. He's a bastard. He's this, he's that. 
and all these people are like, oh boy, you did it now. Oh wow, you poked the tiger. Oh, he's gonna get you. You're dead meat. I'm like, oh wow, bring it on. My God, here's my address. Jeez, you know. And I'm still here. I mean, my God, it's like the FBI. I tell the, I call up the FBI. I took three calls to get through before they would finally take my report. And I said, look, you guys, human trafficking, take my report, investigate it, or kill me. Okay? You're either going to investigate the Getty or you're going to kill me. That's in the report. Yeah. So I'm still here. So where do these people think, you know, and now I'm going after Carlos Slim and Carlos right. yeah, you're not, and Yeah, you just keep going. There isn't anybody left. That is, <laughs> That's what I'm like. It, you're at the top of the human chain. Yeah, they, they don't get any tougher. They don't get any tougher. I mean, my God, I said, I go, CIA, uh, ISIS is CIA. ISIS is CIA. Oh, no, ISIS is going to get you. Well, let me see. The CIA isn't going to get me. The NSA is not going to get me. Kraft isn't going to get me. ISIS isn't going to get me. The Craig's the AD, not going to get you. The damn Mossad isn't going to get me. The the <laughs> uh, the Shinbet isn't going to get me. Craig isn't going to get me. Zetas aren't going to get me. Bill, you know when I did my Clinton body count show, oh, people God. were like, "Oh no, Hillary Clinton's going to get you." Yeah, you're going to be on that. Now, well, and again, I want to say, and and you agreed, you said it, and I love that you brought purpose into it and protection, and we don't need to fear death, and we don't need to fear evil, and we don't, we just don't need to fear. Like, that paralyzes us in all areas of our life more than anything else, and I love that you wove that into this whole conversation. It's super brilliant. But have you noticed, though, I think the energy's changed so rapidly in the last couple of years. I almost, and I have friends that aren't nice people. Let's just, I'm not going to say friends. I know people that aren't nice people that I've been tied to at different stages in my life that I still talk to. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And um, they're tired. Some of these evil people are, I'm not saying wah, wah. Alcoholics. I'm just saying they're just like, you were kind of saying that about Kate in a way, I think. (laughs) Kind of talking about her that way, but it's that same energy there. They're tired of hiding. They're tired of the games. They're tired. And I want you guys to understand, and I know you'll agree with, I believe you'll agree with me. A lot of these perpetrators were victims first. Some by choice, some by choice. Yes, but, but let's, we have to say though, that of course they're victims because that is how the system works. They, they are all, Kitty or Dougie, I guess. <laughs> uh, Dougie. <laughs> Did you hear him say hi to the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the system basically requires to be an elite. You have to offer your children up. You have to offer, you have to, I mean, there's so many systems. Even the Mormons uh, faith has this uh, yep. built into it. And yeah. it's, uh, it's a very ancient practice of very um, ancient. Very. I don't. I, there was a yeah. It's very ancient. It's been going on since oh god before the flood. What thousands, 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 thousands of years. <laughs> yeah, and and everybody goes through this process, and it's a it's certainly a rite of initiation as a child and as an adult to have to be abused and and to abuse. And so, yeah, so in other words, this is the problem, and this is where the unconditional love part comes in. Right, true, and forgiveness. Being 
flat emotionally, which is what really has to happen. Okay, yes, we have unconditional love, but unconditional love is a is a state of emotion that requires a static level. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as such, it's not going to go up and down and and we have to be it's almost like when we're doing our Jedi missions, we don't have hate. Okay, there's no hate, there's no malice. Yes, there's is violent and there's everybody dies, but we don't hate. We don't hate them. Okay, it's like surgery. You don't yeah. hate the cancer. You just have no. to remove it. It's just a job. It's just business. And, and so this is the thing with. Uh, I know I kind of got off on a funny tangent there, but it's just that uh, when you are emotionally developed like that, psychologically developed and spiritually developed like that, it's like being an angel. Mm. Um, mm. That's you're good, above it. You're above that's it. No, that's a good illustration. That's actually a perfect illustration. Yeah. Yeah. People don't understand what that's what that really means. You know, it's like they think, gee, how could God allow this to happen? But it's not. It's like imagine that you're. And this is what helped me do it. Imagine that you're above the earth and you're looking down at the earth and you only see this globe. Globe. I said globe. And you realize that there's all this stuff going down on down there, and you know it's going down on down there, and you know it's horrible, and you know it's affecting so many different people. But your your position, your perspective is such that your emotions are so far away from it, even though you're concerned and you're certainly focused on it. Your perspective is such that you're so far back, you're seeing it from such a broad perspective. It completely changes your emotional connection to the detail. And this is very important because if we are to become enlightened and be able to process the information that we need to process to move into the future that we're all moving into right now that we call transition or 5D or whatever the hell you want to call it, we have to learn how to process information objectively without becoming emotional because this emotional... uh, issue is what allows us to become polarized and the polarization is a is a function of this society this level of reality that we're in this 3d reality that we're in requires a yin and a yang for everything and we are moving into a reality where that does not exist so we have to learn how to not become polarized and and one of the first ways that we break out of the slave thing and the control structure on the earth that's controlling us is we break from this polarity thing. And that means when something pisses us off, the Democrats did this, don't go to the Republicans. When the, the Jews did this against the Palestinians, you don't fall into that polarity thing. And just remember, we're all human. And I don't care what kind of hybrid or what sort of alien it was created you, if you're a product of the Anunnaki, Anunnaki the Gray or whatever, you're still a damn human. Okay, and that's the only thing that matters. All right, so it's all about the human family and, and preserving human life. And if we have to remove elements of our society that are destructive to human life, then we will do cancer, so. As you said, take we out. We will the remove cancer. that. We will remove the gangrene and the cancer, yeah. and we will do so with love. Yeah. And we, when we, when our hands has become gangrene and it has to be removed, it's to save the entire body. And we don't hate the hand, and we don't have malice when we cut it off. And we miss it, and we love it, and we wish we didn't have to do it, but we have no dread or fear or reluctance to do what needs to be done. And that's what it is to be a Jedi, and that's what it's going to take to save this world, and that's what we're doing right now. 
Agreed. Hallelujah. Awesome. <laughs> well, I can't think of a more fitting way to wrap up our brief half hour conversation, Stephen. <laughs> really half an hour? Oh my God, you're kidding me, really? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Like we my, went for an hour and 17 minutes. Really. I know. What a privilege. Talk to the Jedi, Mr. Stephen Dude. Kelly. Um, Hi, thank you for your time. All right, so let's wrap it up, I guess. Let's wrap it up. It's fun. So I know sometimes that you um, accept donations. Where can we send donations if you would oh, like yeah. to contribute? Okay, well, thank you for that. Again, I hate to even talk about that because then people go, oh, you're interesting. Um, but, yeah, obviously, like, it costs money to run True Cat Radio and Hell, it costs money to sell on Facebook all day. Costs money to breathe. But um, yeah, if you want to, if you want to help me out, there is a PayPal, and of course, the PayPal is uh, you can find it on TrueCat in different places. But the actual PayPal address is uh, Stephen Kelly seven one four at gmail.com. and that's S T E V E N K E L L E Y. 714 at gmail and we can now, also I, i'll put that under this video you guys once we get it edited it up and also right. you can go to truth cat as you said and it's under there under your uh right. video on cat. Now, i just set up a patreon too which i oh, don't really did? know okay, anything great. about but and that's there if anybody's interested in you know doing that sort of thing that's there you can guys you can do that and of course join my twitter account uh, oh yeah, is, his Twitter is great, you guys. If you want, <laughs> you want some drama or soap opera, you don't want to watch TV. Right there, Mr. Drama. My Twitter is is uh, at one Stephen D Kelly, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Kimberly, it was been fun. Oh yeah, I adore you. Uh, I right there with you. I've I've taken a peek myself. Um, after conversations with you um, at the Getty. So um, totally in support of what you're doing here. And we will blast this out to awesome. uh, my half a million wonderful, beautiful, amazing followers and get it up on some other people's channels too. So wow. Um, wow. when's the movie coming out? Uh, can we know or not? Is that the like movie. When is the movie coming out? All right. Movies take a long time. I can't really yes. say anything. Yes. It could take as long as two years. We'd like to get it done sooner, but... You know, and there's there's so many legal issues that we have to we can't say anything about who we want to have in it or nothing. Oh, okay, all right. Because of you know, you got to sure, deal with no. agents. And, sure. But you know, this is the thing: Hollywood is changing. It's changing, and if people think, "How in the hell can we ever make a Getty movie in, in Harvey Weinstein land?" Well, you know what? It's changing. We have guys like Mel Gibson that have I don't know how many how many billion dollars does Mel Gibson That's have? That's true. That's true. Uh huh. Yeah, and let's see. I think the number three movie here a little while back was a Christian movie. So things was it really? Yeah, mm-hmm. big box office. Wow. I don't remember what the name of it was, but yeah. So things are changing. It's not all Marvel and X Men and stuff. We're we're gonna get out there, and it's gonna be a winner too. Well, hey, if you read the book, the movie will be loosely based on the book, but it's it'll also be a lot of current events. It'll it'll bring it up to a modern. We'll incorporate a lot of the truth cat radio. And stuff. you're planning on this for major release, video release, what kind of release? No, no, this is a real live movie. This oh, it is. Movie. Okay, so it's a major movie. Major movie. Big screen. 
Okay, well, let me know because I can probably get it in some film festivals. So, oh, well, film festivals, yeah, we'll be doing the film festivals. <laughs> Listen to you laugh. Oh, you are such no, a- no. Well, okay, well, it's just that obviously when you do an independent film, you uh, you can do certain things that you can't do in a in a corporate Hollywood yeah. environment. Yeah, this is not going to be a corporate Hollywood movie. This is definitely going to be an independent uh, venture. And yes, obviously, the independent films will hit all the. Uh, you know those Good. film festivals, right? And, and yeah, awesome. And then, of course, sometimes the big, the big money will be there, and they'll try to buy it. That kind of thing. So they'll try to buy it, then they'll bury it. Maybe, huh? I don't know. I think uh, there's all that other stuff. We're also looking at maybe doing uh, anime, really coloring cool. books. All, well, you know, Truth Cat. Come on, it's like we've got. We got that wonderful Mr. Kitten logo, that. right? Mr. I Kitten. Love that. Yeah. How could you not? And then I have like I my all my animals. If you listen to my shows, you'll know there's always animals making noises and stuff. You know your birds. My bird. <laughs> I love yeah, that. she's over there right now making noise. But hey, and then there's some kitten climbing on my leg or some dog barking that. or something. See, he's oh. a softie. Don't let him fool you. He's a, if animals love him, you guys. He's got a he's got a marshmallow heart. He's a softie. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm wicked evil. I'm wicked evil. No. Ah, see, see well, shirt. my friend, I know you have a million, billion things to do, and I want to honor that. But thank you so much for breaking down the super current. Like, we can't get much more current than the stuff we talked about today. And I really yeah. well, so thank thrilled you for to talk to you, connect to you. And um, I'm going to be making a donation. I encourage if you guys receive something, energy exchange, that you, you may consider uh, giving yeah, we could actually lo- uh, use it right now. I'm sorry. I don't, okay. No, we could actually use a buck or two right now. Okay. Well, I'll be sending over a buck or two. And if you guys feel led to send over a buck or two, please uh, do that because there's no more valuable contribution of any type of energy, in my opinion, than to the frequency of truth. And on that, we're going to end. So I love you guys. Secret to everything.com. And I'll put all Stephen's information below. Take care.